Hi, and welcome to Veg Out, Toronto's vegetarian podcast. We are a collective of vegans and vegetarians who love to talk about all things veg in the GTA. You can hear us on Met Radio, 1280 AM, Campus Community Radio, based in downtown Toronto. And you can find us on Instagram at Veg Out Podcast TO. My name is Barbie, and I'm joined today by Jen, as well as the fabulous Sam Turnbull, also known by the name of her amazing recipe blog, It Doesn't Taste Like Chicken. Welcome, Sam. Thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. Thank you for joining us. And so today we're going to hear about both her brand new cookbook, Craving Vegan, as well as her really cool online meal planner. So we have lots to talk about. So we'll keep the news short, which is hard to do right now because there's a lot going on in Toronto this month and next uh, and next month. So uh, we'll start with some quick sad news. Yeah. So I don't know if everyone's heard. November started off with a bit of sad news in that two of our local vegan restaurants have closed. Uh, Il Vegano, which was an Italian restaurant on Queen West, uh, has closed, and Mavericks Burger, which is down by Sugar Beach, that is also closed. So a little bit of sad news in November, but Barbie, maybe you can uh, let us know about Turn some good things news. around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I did hear that uh, Odd Burger just opened another location in Oakville, so that's exciting <clears throat> for anyone in Oakville. Uh, they just had their grand opening. Um, yeah, and that is at 280 North Service Road West. And as well, you can find lots of other places to eat in Toronto the next uh, month. There's a ton of events going on, so we'll keep it as brief as we can. There is the Vegan Holiday Wine and Dine, which is Saturday, December 2nd from 7 to 10 p.m. at CSI Annex. And this will be a celebration of vegan wines and foods. The proceeds support the Toronto Vegetarian Food Bank, and it's an event where you can sample and then purchase your uh, some vegan wines and foods from vendors, and tickets are $30 a person for that. There is the Vegan Fashion Show, which is Sunday, December 3rd, the next day at Daniel Spectrum. That's from 4 to 10 p.m. Uh, that's pretty self-explanatory. There will be plant-based uh, materials featured in a fashion show, and for that one, the proceeds support animal justice. Next Friday, November 24th, uh, we mentioned this on the previous podcast, but we'll just clarify that the online global premiere of Ending Real Fur is happening. Uh, you can RSVP to get tickets to watch it online through Unchained TV. So it's November 24th, uh, 7.30 Eastern or 4.30 uh, Pacific. And actually when this uh, episode airs the online premiere in Toronto in person is November 18th. So uh, we'll include the the link to uh, to register for the for the online uh, premiere, uh, which would be great to see. I've already registered, so yeah. <laughs> um, we also have Friday, December 1st is a German Christmas Christmas themed holiday pop up. Uh, from five to nine on the east side, it's Leftfield Brewery at 36 Wagstaff drive in Toronto. That's just crazy. December 1st, 2nd and 3rd. So yeah, <laughs> so much going on. Um, so this is hosted by Sausage Party and uh, we just had their uh, night market, the worst uh, market ever, which worst was also ever. great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, they'll have lots of Sausage Party uh, food, uh, treats, it's 100% vegan, it's kid and dog friendly. So that'll be something to check out. 
and I'll keep going the same day, <laughs> December 1st. The same a, day. Yeah. Is, I don't know how you make both, but um, they're both in the East End at least. Uh, so Animal Justice Holiday Party is Friday, December 1st at 6 p.m. That's at the playground at Artist Play, which is 388 Carla Avenue, Unit 207. So there'll be lots of food, cocktails, holiday treats, uh, silent auction. They'll talk about what they've done in 2023, what they plan to do in 2024. Uh, so that'll be exciting. And they have a suggested donation of $60 for the event. Do we, we get everything? We, we, we <laughs> got Barbie, two more, more really quick. Okay. okay. One-liners. We have the vegan Christmas market, December 9th and 10th from 10 to 6 at the Lithuanian house. And the Vegan Baking Group is having their annual cookie exchange on Saturday, December 23rd from 10 a.m. to noon at the Wishbone Animal Rights Lab. And for that, you do have to RSVP by December 8th so that everyone can know how many cookies they have to make. So uh, RSVP by December 8th to tvabaking at gmail.com. All right. That's it. Yes. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. So Sam, uh, let's start with your book because um, although your meal planner was out first, I imagine that the book has actually been in the works for a while. Yeah. Yeah. It takes a, a couple of years to write a cookbook. So it, and it's always hard because I'm not very good at keeping secrets and I'm not allowed to talk about it until it gets released. So I'm like, I feel like I'm lying to everyone. It's not good. <laughs> So Sam, why don't you tell us about your new best-selling cookbook, Craving Vegan, and what is it about this book that sets it apart from your previous two best-selling cookbooks, Fast, <laughs> Easy, Cheap Vegan, and Fuss Free Vegan? Uh, yeah, so Craving Vegan, uh, I wanted to uh, approach the idea that sometimes when you go vegan, you have certain cravings, um, and when I think about cravings, for me, it's less about uh, you know, a soup or a salad. That's not really what I'm thinking of when I'm craving. What I think of is more flavors or textures. So instead of dividing this book up into kind of regular sections like breakfast recipes and pasta recipes, I divided it by craving. So the different chapters are eggy, carby, cheesy, creamy, crunchy, spicy, meaty, chocolatey, and sugary. <laughs> so with all of these cravings, I hope that I can satisfy everyone's cravings the plant-based way. <laughs> That's cool. And do you have um, do you have a craving yourself that you get the most? Uh, and what would be your favorite recipe from the book to satisfy that craving? Oh, I mean, I definitely crave all of these. That's why I put them in there. <laughs> um, I really like meaty. I definitely have meaty cravings. I like something like hearty and you know maybe smoky, something like that. Um, if you want something like super meaty, I love the vegan rack of ribs. And I've given that to my meat eating family as well. And they devoured it. No problem. So that's a really fun one. Um, but I'm also, I also have a very much a crunchy kind of vibe going on that I always like crave like crunchy, salty, delicious things. Uh, so I have something called crunchy ro roasted munchies, which is kind of like a salty snack. It's all a bunch of goodness that I like to have. So I like to have that, uh, you know, while watching movies and stuff. But, um, but yeah, <laughs> there's something for everything, depending yeah. on your mood. <laughs> It's really interesting trying out a number of these recipes because um, I don't think I realized I had any specific cravings until I realized <laughs> that apparently carby, creamy, cheesy is where I gravitate to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's where I pulled out all mine. I was like, oh, okay, this is interesting. This is what this tells me something about myself. <laughs> Yeah, that's so true. That's a good point. That's funny because Sam, you said that your yeah your first craving that comes to mind for you was the meaty one, and then and Jen, you said the carby cheesy. And I also I feel like when I first started browsing through the book and I first made like my list, 
the recipes that I wanted to try. It was also in specific sections of the book. So yes. I did it. It's like, yeah, the same thing, cheesy, eggy, carby, and of course the, the sweet. Um, and I love too how, like when you're, when you were mentioning, uh, some of those, it made me think of the fact that you're sort of celebrating that people can be vegan and still have these cravings. So like, there's nothing wrong if you do crave meat and you're vegetarian. And there are people who think like, well, why do you want to eat meat? You're a vegetarian, but yeah, we can have cravings like everyone else. And uh, it's great that we can satisfy them. Absolutely. Well, you know, you know, for that, I get that question all the time. Like, why would you want something that looks and tastes like meat if you're vegan? it's like, well, I didn't grow up eating vegan. I grew up with these meaty flavors. And so they really can be really satisfying. And if we can have them vegan, then obviously I'm still getting all the benefits of not harming animals and being better for my body and the planet. Uh, but I still get to get those flavors. And I like to compare it to uh, it's the same reason that people want gluten-free bread or decaf coffee or sugar-free candy, you know? <laughs> Yeah, already. But somehow when they apply to vegan food, they're like, you can't do that. But let me go order my decaf coffee at the Starbucks or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's such a good point. I never even thought about that that before. Yeah. yeah, especially. Yeah, like, look at the way that the gluten free market is exploding. That's right. Really yeah, it's like gluten free people shouldn't eat gluten free bread if they don't. Yeah. Eat. <laughs> like, it's like, of course, no one's gonna say that, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god and it's funny because I'm uh so I'm Jewish and uh like I always think about like on Passover when you're like not supposed to eat wheat and stuff and it's like always kind of like a joke how like yeah there are all these you know you can get matzah versions of everything and it's funny because in that context people do I guess the argument's a little bit more valid because it's like if you're doing it for religious reasons it's like well you're supposed to be depriving yourself or something but but um but yeah, that's just like another example where, yeah, people have no shame in, you know, like, I feel like at my Passover dinners, we have food that just tastes like everything else the rest of the year. And you can't tell the difference. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. So Sam, I was going to ask you when putting a collection of recipes together for a cookbook, how hard is it to decide what goes in and what doesn't make it into the final version? Because having looked like followed you online and see all of the recipes that you have, how do you manage to like decide what actually makes it into a book like Craving Vegan? Yeah, uh, so it depends on the book I'm writing. Uh, so for Fast, Easy, Cheap, it had very specific requirements. All of those recipes needed to be 30 minutes or less, 10 ingredients or less, and cost $10 or less. So it was pretty easy to like pick and choose which recipes would fit into that. Um, but for Craving Vegan, it was really just about like figuring out things that I felt like were the most satisfying. So of course, there's some recipes that I would post on my blog that are, you know, going to be a bit meaty. It's a tofu recipe, but I didn't want just like a little bit meaty. I wanted something that was like really like unctuous, like you could really bite into it. Um, or if it was going to be cheesy, it didn't want to just be like, oh, you know, here's some cauliflower with a simple cheese sauce. It needed to be like ooey gooey fondue. So it really had to that nail on the head. <laughs> They're also wondering, I, I'm kind of answering my own question in a way here, because you mentioned, um, when you mentioned again, sort of like people having these cravings, it made me think of the fact that oftentimes when people go vegan or they try to go vegan, they'll say like, oh, but like I'm craving cheese or like they have one specific thing so I can see definitely how this book sort of fills this niche for new vegans in a way oh I see chickpeas <laughs> <laughs> yeah for those of you listening we record with video and we can see Sam's little doggy walking by um <laughs> but um 
And so I can see how this would fill a niche for people that you could say, okay, if you're trying to go vegan and you're finding it difficult because you crave X, Y, Z, um, you know, here, here's this great book and it can help you, you know, solve that problem. But we were curious to know if you have um, sort of like thoughts about if someone was new to trying vegan recipes, uh, whether they're newly vegan or they're, um, you know, just someone who doesn't cook a lot, but they're trying to, you know, learn to cook more. Do you think that you'd recommend that they start with Craving Vegan or one of your previous books? I mean, I think they're all uh, great places to start because they kind of address different concerns. Um, so it may maybe depends on the individual person. Uh, Fuss Free Vegan is really just about veganizing kind of those really classic recipes that um, at least I grew up with. So Caesar salads and, you know, chicken noodle soup and those kinds of really classic things. Uh, fast, Easy, Cheap is, of course, designed to be really fast, easy and cheap. And then Craving Vegan, it's about really satisfying those cravings. So uh, if you are someone who's just like, oh, I'm a total foodie. I don't mind spending maybe a little bit more time in the kitchen. And I have, I'm open to having a more extensive spice cabinet Then Craving Vegan is where you want to be. So it just depends on what you like. Um, but I know a lot of people have all three of my books because they like to pick and choose depending on the day of the week. You know, sometimes they want to spend time uh, making a homemade loaf of crusty bread from the carby section. <laughs> and sometimes they just want to throw together a recipe in like 15 minutes and call it dinner. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I know one of the things that uh, one of the, the recipes that I was really excited for, it just I felt like it just came at the exact right time was the egg yolk. And um, I don't know. Yeah, that was that was fabulous. I don't know if you guys do either of you uh, ever like you buy or use the veg. I have before. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, exactly. So now you can make your own. And it was so so Jen, have you heard of it? Like, no, oh, no. Okay. So the veg is this like incredibly tasty uh, vegan egg yolk. Um, and so it comes as a powder and you blend it with water and it's like literally like the the inside of an egg yolk. So it, it doesn't work if like you're trying to like use it for like a, uh, like it, it's not like the, like the just egg where it like actually firms up like a scramble or an omelet or something, uh, but you'd use it to flavor things. So for example, like instead of like cooking up a tofu scramble anymore, I usually just I fry up the tofu a bit, but then I just pour in the veg and it really tastes identical to like an egg yolk. Um, and I can't find it anywhere anymore. I used to, they used to sell it at Good Rebel um, and you could order it online. But um, anyways, it, I don't know if they were going out of business or what, but I keep checking at all these different online ordering places and nobody sells it. And then I got your book, Sam, and I saw that you had the vegan egg yolk. And so I was like, yes. Now I have a replacement and we did try it um, and it's quite, it's quite similar to the veg. So I thank you very much for that. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. It's a super easy recipe. It's like five minutes and um, it really does satisfy. I grew up eating uh, those like soft boiled eggs where you'd like take the little slices of toast and dip them in. And so that's yeah. why I wanted to make that recipe. Cause for me, that's like total childhood comfort food. And I never liked the egg white part. <laughs> All I wanted was the yolk for anyway. Sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> How about and you, for me, What else have you yeah, tried? Yeah, so I, I, I've gone through, like like I said, there there's definitely some, I did get some chocolatey and sugary in there too, because of course I do have a sweet tooth. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I made my first pizza dough 
ever, Whoa, ever, that's cool. ever <laughs> this recipe. And it's something that was like, I love pizza dough. Like as a kid, my mom would make it. And I would like eat it like raw, which I know you're not supposed to I was going to say like, you love pizza dough, not pizza, it's pizza dough. <laughs> it's the pizza dough. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this is my first time ever making it myself. I don't know why I always thought it was intimidating. Um, and then I did it and first of all, adding nutritional yeast, which is my favorite vegan ingredient ever of all time <laughs> and to put that actually into the dough. It was so easy. And so like to have my home smell like <laughs> rising pizza dough, I was like this, I could just stop here. This is good enough. <laughs> <laughs> and then to make it, it was, I don't know, just to have it so simple and taste so good. Um, yeah, I was quite impressed. And the other thing I'll just have to say is your tikka masala, your tofu tikka masala <laughs> is also super easy. And I never thought to like rip my tofu and mm. put it into a dish. And it's, I always think of, oh, I need to bake it or I need to like press it and do all this stuff to it. But just to rip it up and it's just the surface area increases <laughs> to soak <laughs> up all that sauce. <laughs> so good. And again, it's like just ingredients that you have at home and if you read all your Google reviews or your Amazon reviews, I think that's like a common thread. Everyone's like, you know, almost everything is in your pantry already. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes it like that easy that you could satisfy your cravings with what you have at home. Um, so that's what I found as I was going through all oh. of the recipes. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> I love that. Uh, yeah, I grew up in the country, um, you know, so our grocery stores were not very adventurous and I, mm -hmm. I are since I live in Toronto but I'm, I'm very aware of that uh, that I know that not a lot of people like people live in cities but there's a lot of people that don't live in major cities that have all of these really fancy ingredients available to us and even when we look at the U.S. they have a lot more vegan ingredients than we have right now and so I try my best to use ingredients that are really easy to find at any grocery store so fruits and veggies and beans and grains and legumes and tofu and stuff like that uh, so that you can make all of these recipes kind of no matter where you live is the whole point um, I don't want people to have to go to their health food stores and like yeah. hunt the back corner of the store to find these ingredients that are really expensive and hard to find um and you can do that and that can be fun but uh, i want to show people that you can make vegan food with just the regular old ingredients <laughs> that your store already carries and it can be absolutely delicious and easy and really fun and exciting <laughs> yeah i remember when uh when fast free vegan first came out i remember at the time when my partner and i were breezing through it like one of the first things he said, he was like, Hey, I just realized like, uh, there's no, like, there's no recipes in here that call for like, even like day of cheese or like a veggie burger or something that it's like, yeah. you make everything from scratch. And, uh, yeah, that was something that we noticed. And I feel like at that time there wasn't a lot of like, except for like, you know, really old books from before, <laughs> before there were vegan cheeses and they were like, not so great, uh, make your own cheese. <laughs> But um, yeah, and I also totally noticed the same thing that Jen mentioned. Um, I made the pierogies, which was something that I never thought I would make. Like I've seen it in other cookbooks and I'm always like, I'm not going to like bother with that. Like that's way too much work. And there's just, there's something about, there's something about your recipes and your books that just, you always find a way to make things seem like accessible and easy. Um, and like, even when I told my mom, I was like, oh, we made pierogies tonight. And she's like, you know, like, why? why would you go through all that work? And I'm like, no, it really wasn't that big a deal. 
Oh, that's amazing. I'm so happy yeah. to hear. I try my best to make things as simple as possible. And whenever writing a recipe, I always kind of analyze it. And I think, okay, is there an easier way to do this? Mm. Do I need all these ingredients? Are there certain things I can cut out? Uh, is it worth these extra steps? Um, you know, there's a lot of techniques and things that can be really traditional. And maybe if you're, you know, going to be a high-end fancy restaurant chef, you should do all those extra little steps. But for the average home cook, is it really going to like make or break a recipe? Um, and so that's why I try to always simplify things as much as possible. <laughs> that's awesome. Actually, that makes me think of a question. So are you a press your tofu or don't press your tofu person? Oh, it totally depends on the recipe. I think people overestimate how often you need to press tofu. Um, like you can do it, but usually I would only do it if um, I'm planning on marinating the tofu. So just to get that extra water out to make kind of room for the marinade. But if you're baking your tofu, you're going to dry it out in the oven anyways. So you're just kind of adding an extra step that is unnecessary. Like I'd rather just throw it in the oven for five minutes longer than to like take the time 30 minutes to press it. So a lot of times you can skip it. <laughs> um, okay. And so maybe this is where we can transition to the meal planner. Because um, so there's so much that you can do with the meal planner. I know it's probably hard to list it all, but can you tell our listeners about it and some of the unique features? Sure. Yeah. So it's called the Easy Vegan Meal Plan. <laughs> we went with a really like straight name. Um, and I was a lot of my followers were requesting I make a meal plan because like both of you have mentioned, my recipes tend to be really easy and approachable with easy to find ingredients. And a lot of the meal planners that were out there were a little bit more on the health focus side. So using um, maybe oil-free recipes, which I have some of those as well, uh, but ingredients that could be a little bit more hard to find or things that are just a little bit more along the green bowls kind of vibe, which is wonderful. But, you know, I wanted to be able to provide people with something a little bit more different um, by making it a little bit more familiar, maybe recipes that are more similar to what you're used to eating. And so it's a really cool um, program uh, where you can sign up and then every week we release a new meal plan and you can either follow it exactly how it is or you can customize it to make it your own so you can add recipes remove recipes change the serving sizes and when you're done you can print a shopping list or take it with your phone to the store so it's all done and easy you can do one shopping trip a week and know you have everything you need for the rest of the week and then you just follow along with the recipes and I also include things like leftovers because I know not everyone wants to cook every single day um, breakfast and snacks and desserts and so some people like to do every single recipe and some people choose like just a handful they want to do for the week and it's really fun <laughs> yeah I thought the the scaling was like the coolest thing that I noticed I thought that was so neat how you could like even like if it was cookies you could change it from making a batch of 12 to make it a batch of 10 or make it a batch of 20 and then the grocery list like automatically updates the quantities that you need as well that was like yeah I know right Jess? I was like that's genius. That is so that cool. That is so genius. Yeah, that was Thanks. really cool. <laughs> well, you know, I've lived by myself as a single person, so I know what that's like. And now um, I have a husband, so we feed ourselves. But then also I know what it's like to feed a family of four because I grew up in a family of four. <laughs> so I know that everyone needs different sizes and quantities based on on their personal situation. <laughs> yeah, and there was the, um, and there's the, the Facebook group when you, when you, purchase the meal plan or get the meal plan you get to join this Facebook group and everyone's like posting their what they've made and I saw people are posting things from your new book as well and uh, that's lots of fun 
Yeah, it's a really great community. I think some people join the meal plan just for the community side <laughs> of things too, because like everyone's so supportive. And if someone, we try to like provide lots of substitution options, but if someone has an allergy or something like that, uh, the group is super helpful. People share all of the things that they tried and different recipes. And so it's really, it's really lovely to see such a warm community and yeah, it's vetted. So like only people who are in the meal plan are allowed to be in there. So it's all very friendly and positive, which can sometimes be nice because even in my regular like uh, public Facebook group there could be trolls saying nasty <laughs> things and posting pictures of like dead animals <laughs> like oh, gosh. don't you have something better to do with your day but there's none of that in the meal plan group <laughs> fair fair um so you know we 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 talked about craving vegan but I think we didn't really even talk about where you can get it so if people are thinking of some gift ideas, or maybe they're thinking about having friends and family over for the holidays and thinking about some recipes that they can make. Where can people get Craving Vegan? <laughs> yeah, so it is available uh, worldwide. Um, so of course, stores like Amazon, Carry It, um, in Indigo, Chapters Indigo. Is it Chapters Indigo or just Indigo? I always get confused. <laughs> that too. Uh, Book City. Um, but also, uh, if you go on to my website, I have a link there for the cookbook. Um, there is a button for Canada if you want to buy locally, so you can find specific local stores. So if you want to support awesome. a smaller bookstore, you can definitely find it there as well. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. And and I guess maybe we'll just see, you know, 2023 has has give, gifted us crazy vegan. <laughs> what do you have in store or should I say in the oven or you got cooking <laughs> for 2024? Uh, uh, well, I'm not going to be writing another cookbook right now. <laughs> I need to take a break after doing three in a row. <laughs> but um, what I've really gotten into recently is doing my online cooking courses. Oh, um, so, fun. Yeah, fun um and we've had a bunch of students and everyone loves them and I think especially for people who are visual learners it can be really really beneficial and it's also just kind of like a fun thing to do when you have a bit of time so we're currently working on developing a course called seitan school so wow. it's all about making seitan and I know a lot of people struggle making seitan because it is kind of a mad science thing it's a lot more similar to baking and then it's a, like a chemistry and a balance and a technique um and it's going to be really fun so in that course I'm going to be teaching you how to make everything from like vegan roast beef to sausages and salami and pepperoni and chicken and stuffed turkey and everything like you could possibly think of super meaty <laughs> made vegan <laughs> wow and where can people sign up for that so you can go to the ultimate vegan kitchen.com um, and there, right now it's just a wait list. So if you sign up for the wait list, uh, there, we are going to do early bird specials. So for the first people who sign up, we'll get deals. So if you want to make sure to grab those deals, sign up for the wait list and you'll be the first to be notified. Um, and I should explain, I don't know if everyone knows what Satan is. <laughs> a lot of us do. It depends how long you've been vegan, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, go right ahead. Uh, but it is uh, basically a meat substitute that is made using the protein in wheat. The protein in wheat is called called gluten. That's what unfortunately some people are allergic to. So if you're gluten-free, this is not going to be the course for you. But if you are fine eating gluten and you want to make your own homemade vegan meat substitutes, it's going to be a super fun course. And my house is like, <laughs> my freezer is stocked full of vegan meat. It's kind of weird. <laughs> Perhaps I you could do 
Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, perhaps you could have your own little mini vegan market selling all the stuff in your freezer. You're <laughs> trying to get rid of it. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Chickpea would be upset about that. My dog, she gets so excited when we make seitan. It's her favorite. <laughs> so I always have to give her samples. <laughs> can I ask about your courses? Do you Are they available online that you can uh, just watch the video? Or are they live that you like? have to be there at a certain time how does the the courses work yeah so in the past we've done live streamed cooking courses which have been really fun um but especially because seitan needs to cook for sometimes like an hour ah uh, yes <laughs> i did not to do live stream this time but i think it's going to be really good the way it's shot it's because it's not live stream quality it's a much higher quality video uh, so it's a lot easier to see we have two cameras and everything is still shot in real time so you get to see exactly how long I stir something for exactly how long I like saute onions for chop things and you get to see nice close-ups of every detail so it's going to really help you have that time and then the only time that we have uh, the camera turned off is I'll be like okay now we're putting it in the oven for an hour and we'll see you in an hour <laughs> um, but I think following Following along and being able to have your ingredients and chop and then pause the video if needed. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be really, really helpful for people. I can certainly see the value for myself. Uh, having yes. like the fact that you have pictures for all your recipes is great. And then I think like having the option of having the visual and seeing uh, how you do it yourself will just like, oh, yeah, that's how I should have done it. <laughs> just make it so much easier. Exactly. Yeah, you get to see all the techniques I use. And yeah, I even like hold up like the seitan dough to the camera and I'm like, this is what it should look like. You know, <laughs> we pull it apart, the texture or whatever it is. So yeah, it's a lot of fun. We've been having a ton of fun filming it. <laughs> oh, that's, that's so great. Awesome. That is super cool. I think seitan is another one of those things where uh, it's like, usually like when I come across a recipe and it will just say, blah, 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 blah. And like, and a cup of seitan. And it's like one of those things where, because that is something that's not like, you can't just go to the store and buy plain unflavored seitan anyways. So that's mm -hmm. another one of those things where I tend to like be too lazy to, to follow through with those kinds of recipes. So I feel like I would also love to have a course like this. Cause I'm sure again, once again, you're probably going to make it seem so much easier than, than anyone <laughs> else does. So I do. I do. I yeah. <laughs> nice and then when you go to the grocery store and buy the vegan meat alternatives they can be really expensive they can be full of too much salt of course there's all that packaging so it is nice to have options to make it yourself you know you can make a log of vegan deli slices like like huge and yeah. be able to slice it and have and they freeze really well too mm -hmm. which is great and so then you can have deli slices for like months to come which is great <laughs> awesome. Oh, that's so fun. I think I'm going to sign up for this course because yeah. I love seitan. Um, and yeah, to have like, to actually see how it's made. Um, I've made it myself, but I think, I think watching it would <laughs> probably be good. Then we should both sign up and then do it, but do it together at one of our yeah. houses and do it. That would be fun. It'd be so fun. Yeah. <laughs> okay, great. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Sam. Thank and you for having me. You're super welcome. Thank you so much. So to our listeners, you've been listening to Veg Out, Toronto's vegetarian podcast. You can listen to past episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, iHeartRadio, and Radio Public. Remember to subscribe where you get your podcasts so that you don't miss an episode. And again, you can follow us on Instagram at vegoutpodcastto. And one last thanks to Matt Judge for our theme song. Until next time, Veg Out. out.
Veg out. <laughs> One more time. Somehow that didn't work. Sorry, I forgot which fingers I was using. I was looking at your fingers. I was, okay, I was confused. Three, two, one. 